My Michelle Live Sports Time Out. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle. Oh yeah, not just Michelle, my friends, but I am joined by a round table of my brothers ready to take on the one subject that can bring all peoples together, no matter what our differences, and that is, wait for it, sports! 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 This goes on a while, so just be patient, peeps. Uh, yeah, we're here, and let me introduce you to the round table. First, of, first off, <laughs> We're going to love this. The reverend of absolute coolness where sports is concerned. He is a pastor. He is a coach. And he pegs us, Garrick Payne. Get ready to get pegged. We have with us Brent Baker. <laughs> yeah. Author, photographer, Brent R. Baker. That's right. We have with us Encyclopedia Rich. Encyclopedia Rich. The Encyclopedia. Rich Hallstrom, and we have with us Joshua McMillan, the Wookiee of the Year. Wookiee of the Year, Josh McMillan. <laughs> Welcome, guys. And I am Michelle Mendoza. Thank you, big voice guy, for putting those together. Uh, we are uh, just a, a t- there's, there. He is the Wookie himself. Now we can Looking see more him like and- a Jawa there. Yeah. <laughs> you may be listening, but you can also watch. We are live right now, and you may be listening a little bit later. Which, in which case, we're not really live. We just play live on TV. We, but we are alive. Let's, Let's make hope so. That very clear. Oh, we speak are for alive. Yourself. Speak for yourself, <laughs> I still have jet lag. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Garrick, you just came from Italy, uh, and I'm, gosh, all the food you posted—it kind of annoyed the heck out of me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like I should be there with my friend, right? <laughs> it looked great. It looked oh, great. Gosh, Welcome it home. Was the best food ever. Thank you. All right, guys, so let's get sporty, shall we? I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about, right off the bat, uh, baseball. I want to go right to baseball. Uh, Major right League Baseball. I get it. Excellent. <laughs> Major League Baseball, fellas, there's reasons to remember, and there's reasons to reproach. So uh, what I wanted to get to first was uh, some of the strangeness that's going on with Major League Baseball and an alternative, the kind of alternate development sites. Okay. These sites that we saw in the 2021 era is going to push back the AAA season at least a month. What's going on, Rich? Well, I think uh, Major League Baseball, once again, uh, not looking forward, stepping into it and uh, just not keeping things on tra- things on track. They have they have not learned, you know, that they need good publicity, not bad publicity. And uh, these alternate sites uh, stopping or starting the AAA season one week later than usual uh i can see two weeks i can i can see them even delaying it more this is another opportunity for major league baseball to do it right and they have all the COVID research they have all the experience 
shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you know, we're we're kind of to the point now where what the heck is going on? Um, we know that COVID, if it puts down a player, it can take you out for a little while, it, possibly. It can have some repercussions. We do know that a lot of other things can as well, but the numbers aren't really playing out to still be living in this era of fear, but we're doing it anyway. Is it a move to protect the players? Is it a move to move with what the popular group think is, Josh? Or is it just they really don't know any better? Or do they really think they're doing the best for, for everyone? What What's going on? I think it's a mixture of a couple of things. I think that they think that this is what's best, but I think it's also the pressure that they see from uh, the government and from some people, some of the fans that are uh, very, very cautious in some of the markets and the, they're taking ca- the caution is the better part of valor approach in this kind of a situation. Um, but I mean, by all accounts, the plan is still to have 162 game season. Um, there's going to be a little bit of weirdness in some of the minor leagues starting a little bit later than the regulars. Um, so there's, there's some of that, but by all accounts, we are still going to get a full season of baseball. Thank goodness for that. We're not going to have any more of these, you know, less than half, you know, 60 some game seasons cutting off a hundred games. We're going to have a full season of baseball, even if it does end up getting delayed or something else happens. But even I, if we I have a, what baseball at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like we're we are still <laughs> from what I'm seeing right now, we are still going to have it coming up where we'll have opening day in the spring or at the end of spring here. So, gosh, do you think that Major League Baseball learned everything that they could have learned from the COVID season last year? Yeah, I think there's not a whole lot more to be learned at this point. I mean, we see that even without most people getting vaccines, the COVID rates are dramatically lower than they were before. True. True. You know, the, the virus has kind of run its course, so it's not getting any worse from here. We've hit that second wave. I mean, you know, we I think last week we passed the one year anniversary of 14 days to flatten the curve. So I think we're doing OK now. <laughs> yeah, the numbers tell us uh, that covid cases are down 70 percent since Joe Biden took uh, office on January 20th. It's a miracle. Oh, it's really interesting. Gee, I really didn't know it. That's that's better changed. than an inoculation. You know, just voting in the right person. We should have that what him you're him a year ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vote Democrat. Hey, I, I, the problems I, go I, away. I, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> About baseball. Uh, yeah. Italy yeah. has actually just gone and announced today that they are going from orange to red, not because of deaths or fatalities. But because the British strain is now on their shores, and so uh, I don't know. Um, well, it, we always have to watch that... out when the Brit- British invade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think on the on the baseball thing you know, with the delay of the minor league season, I, I I totally agree with Rich here. This is like this is Major League Baseball stepping in it because <clears throat> part of this story is that they. Major League Baseball has taken over the running and operation of minor league baseball, which was independently run before this last year. And one of the things they did was they winnowed down the number of teams that are out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of it appears to be a, you know, a cost cutting measure. What they're talking about with, with the whole delay of minor league season is transportation issues and that the, the 
minor league teams typically don't get the chartered flights that the major league baseball teams do. Okay, great. So major league baseball sitting on, you know, what, 10 figures of, of cash. Uh, they just signed a billion dollar, billion dollar TV contract most recently uh, with yeah. TBS. So if you're, if you are concerned, if transportation is your concern, then just, and you're running it now, pony up and get these guys chartered flights. You're delaying their development further. These, these off, you know, these developmental sites don't provide the competition you need to develop your talent that you will only get, only get in gameplay. And now you have, well, specifically you look at the Mariners situation and all of the controversy raised by Kevin Mathers comments a few weeks ago about manipulation of service time for players like Jared Kelnick, um, especially him because he's been very outspoken about it well now it's what now what's going to happen is if they decide not to bring him up to the major leagues not only will he not be in the major leagues but he won't be getting minor league at bats against competition he'll be sitting and rusting in a, a site going against the same guys he saw most of last year the same 10 guys so i don't see that and you put that together with what all of you said about how the COVID itself is declining. I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't see any, I don't see a, a, any way that this is a positive. And I think it's more gas on the fire when they come up to the collective bargaining agreement negotiations later in the year. Well, it just proves that major league baseball is not the most professionally run pro sports league in America. Once again, I've, I've said it several times uh they are slow on the uptake they were slow when on have, jet they when were have slow. they ever yeah. <laughs> when have they ever been run well <laughs> the the great america the great american pastime is has been asleep at the wheel on most of the important things in this in this country and they've ridden the coattails of jackie robinson uh breaking the color barrier for a long time it's time for Major League Baseball to be a professional organization and stop claiming to be the American pastime when we know we all know football is number king. And, and which football is that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I want to hearken back to the time when baseball was the national pastime. And we saw great men and one great man that battled uh, on the diamond and off is going to be recognized. Lou Gehrig Day will be June 2nd. Take a listen. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. 81 years later, Lou Gehrig and the disease that became his namesake will be recognized league-wide with his own day, an honor currently only given to Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente, with MLB announcing June 2nd will now annually be Lou Gehrig Day. Yay, there you go, Lou Gehrig Day on the 2nd, guys. I think that's pretty amazing. Well, Hall of Famer, it, both on and off the field, and he made strides in people connecting with athletes that have challenges. And we know about ALS. If you're a Washington state Cougar fan, you know about Steve Gleason and everything that he's gone through uh, Brent. So that's once again, another great thing that 
Major League Baseball does. It's like they stub their toe and then they do a great thing. They stub their toe. I think baseball does. I think baseball does a good job with honoring its history and and the players that once were great. Um, I wish that they had made have. I wish they made more progress in marketing the current players that they have, and I know that's why they hired Ken Griffey Jr. recently to start helping them promote current players to current generations of people. Um, they again, if the past they're good with, the present. It just seems like one thing after another that that puts stains on the game and on the fans that are watching it. Okay, well let's let's move to some other topics in sports as we take on sports this week. Uh, Coach Greg McDermott um, is said he offered to resign after saying something that was I, I don't know kind of peculiar i i want to play that sound bite so you guys can hear it i know the last one's kind of quiet i'm working with my stuff here let's see if we can get this going you want do you want to show the video michelle i am showing the video so okay. uh here we go you guys can't see it mistake. sorry and uh i understand uh the mistake that i made uh, and when you make a mistake sometimes you you're not only disappointed in yourself, um, which I obviously I'm extremely dis- disappointed in myself, but the pain that I caused our players uh, who look to me as a mentor uh, and as a leader, uh, the pain that I saw in their eyes uh, was, was immense. And that's where my disappointment is in myself. So what is it that he said that was so strangely controversial? And I think it was kind of an an odd comment, guys, where he was talking, he was telling the fellas, hey, you, you, you got to stay on the plantation. What was up with that? Well, it was, go ahead, Garrick. Oh, I was just going to say, it was a poor choice of metaphors, really. I mean, and and I don't know his heart behind it. And I, I don't think that there was any kind of racial overtones in his thoughts. Um, but it, it's just an unfortunate choice of terms because um, it's, it's like, stay with me, guys. Stay. Don't don't flee the ship or wh- whatever you want to say. But yeah. it, it was just a poor choice, I think. Yeah, and, and Go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, Rich. Go uh, ahead. Well, being back in that part of the country right now on personal business, I've taken a, you know, taken a unique look at this. Um, Greg McDermott made a terrible choice of words, said a very stupid, said a very stupid thing. And he's apologized twice. He's apologized to his very own team and to the entire uh, community of Creighton University. He's taking responsibility for this. He didn't say if I offended anyone. He said I completely screwed up. I got to give him I got to give him props for this. And now he is on suspension and indefinitely and Creighton is deciding what they're deciding what they're going to do. Yeah, I and I, I think, find this baffling. Cr- I find it baffling Creighton. because people will say stupid things. Uh do should stupid things um cost you your job if his players forgive him 
uh, who are we to decide if he deserves forgiveness or, or not? Where does this come from? Let's talk a little bit about this phrase that he used. It's not one that I'm familiar with, but maybe that's something that uh, Coach McDermott grew up with. I don't know. You know, the phrase without putting meaning behind it and thinking. I mean, and that's what happens when you're actually not a racist. You'll say things and go, oh, wow, that wasn't that wasn't what I meant. Right. And that's where and you he, learn and grow. But I let and, I want to get your comments. But let's go back to the history of this so that whoever's listening can kind of understand. Veritas Group tweeted in reference to back to the plantation. It said that it goes back to uh, to uh, a phrase that was used after the Emancipation Proclamation. Some plantation owners asked their now free slaves to stay on the plantation. Like you were saying, Garrick, don't jump ship. Uh, knowing that many had nowhere else to go, they didn't have resources when they left, mm -hmm. even if they wanted to. Um, Veritas Group said, yes, it was insensitive at best and stupid, uh, but this is the historical content. Uh, someone else mentioned Malcolm X in various speeches would say, they don't want a nation they want to keep us on the plantation. So there are two historical references in America to draw from. Rich, thank you for well, waiting. Well, I on. just think it's a bad—I'm just going to go back to what Garrick said. It's a bad choice of words. It puts you in a place that you don't want to be. I know a lot of different coaches, and Greg Mc, and. Greg McDermott is one of the best, one of the best in the country. And I'll say this right now: I, I will say this. I've known his character. I've seen post-game conferences, everything. If uh, Greg McDermott wants to coach the Washington Huskies, come on, man, we'll give you a second chance. Because uh, see, I believe, see, I believe in, I believe in grace. I believe in a second chance because if we're gonna, if we are gonna condemn everybody for a mistake, we're all condemned. Well, they, we, I think well, that's really well put. Josh, Brent, Garrick, do you either of you want to weigh in? I, I, I did just want to comment the the video clip that you played, the audio for, in watching that. And you can tell a lot by watching someone as they sure are speaking. And there was clearly contrition. There was clearly, uh, from from what I could see and just reading his body language, he was not going through the motions and and we've all seen that right when someone makes a mistake and then they're going through the emotions of apology apologizing he was clearly um hurt by what he had done and the pain that he inflicted on others and so when i see that when i see contrition when i see someone um genuinely and honestly earnestly kind of apologizing for something then to me that that means this is something we can all grow from and mm -hmm. should, should not be a subject of, of cancel culture. Well, no, indeed. I, in I, my I opinion, think, go ahead, I, Brent. As I say, we, we live in such an age of overreaction to everything. If there was a pattern, if there was a pattern of, of dropping these phrases that have such meaning to the people he's talking to, that's, that's a deep, that's a big deal. But especially if this is, not something that's a pattern of his behavior. And as Garrick said, you have um, you have a genuine apology. It wasn't, I'm sorry if I offended anyone or, you know, it wasn't something that was written by a PR firm or his agent. Yeah. 
you know, this was this was the real deal. I'm like, okay, if, if you're gonna suspend him, fine. But if he loses his job with this, it's just another another example of just us going off off the rails crazy. I'm not Craig even McDur sure suspending is is worthwhile. I'd like to hear from Josh. Well, he was he and he's fine with it. I, that's one of the things he yeah, said. Yeah, maybe is that he I, is, but mistakes, I'm not. Mistakes come with consequences, <laughs> and I accept and agree with the suspension. Well, it depends on the suspension too. Is he done? I mean, it's not up to me. It's, out so. for the yeah. suspension is indefinitely. And see, I blame see I blame Creighton for this. If you're gonna if you're gonna say that you're gonna stand up for racially insensitive comments, either suspend him for the whole season or tell us how long his his suspension is going to be. This is playing. This is playing politics. Putting your finger up in the air, seeing which way the wind blows. Make yeah. a decision, yeah. people. It's it's just crazy to me. I think that that it's an overstep of someone saying something stupid, and then going as he said. I saw the hurt in my players' eyes and realized, oh yeah, that's that was stupid to say. How many of us have said something stupid and realized, ooh, that might not have been a good thing? I want to get Josh real quick before I add something else to this very conversation, Josh. Yeah, well it. There has to be a room for, for growth and realization. I think that, you know, in something like this, when you're leading young men and you're teaching young men how to be, you do have a higher level of accountability. So some punishment isn't unwarranted mm -hmm. if you're going to say something, Correct. especially okay. since the majority of your players are African-American. You have to be sensitive to that and you are held to a higher standard. So some punishment warranted, sure. Does it necessarily <clears throat> constitute a firing or indefinite suspension? That, that might be a little far for me. I think that you have to look at the whole body of work, right? That's look at the whole body of who point. this person is. Do they have other instances of being racially insensitive? Do they have other instances of having questionable character? And do they show that they're not fit to lead young men? If not, right then, you know, give them a suspension for a couple of weeks or a year and put them on notice and say, look, this was unacceptable. If you do it again, then you might have to be gone. And in the yeah. article well, that I read, it, it said that his players did not want him to, they didn't want to lose him. Yeah. Well, there you go. But they don't make the decision. Everyone else does. And I want to take right. this to and, Syracuse, guys, where one oh, coach yes. is not being yes. derided. He's, yes. not, he's not being suspended. And what he said was pretty insensitive. And I have the the whole soundbite. I'm going to play the whole thing. It's 38 seconds long. Uh, so take a listen. Uh, here we go. We have gotten better as a team. And... Uh... I think it's hard to go nine and seven in this league. I think this is a difficult league, very difficult. And uh, I think these guys have done a great job this year. But, but, but if I had played Jesse and Kadari, we'd probably be 22 and two now. I just didn't see that. And I couldn't figure that out by myself after 45 years. I need a reporter to figure that out who's Never played basketball and five foot two. What? What? Oh, you're short. You know, isn't that amazing? You could point that out. That's okay though. We don't we don't care about short people. What's that? There used to be an actual song Where's back. Oh my gosh, a million Randy, years ago. Randy, New, Randy, Randy New, Newman. <laughs> right? I love short people. Okay. <laughs> That's what I should have found. I should have found the short people song. Um, you know, guys, 
you you all because you're you're my close friends you've known that i've had to endure some weirdness being a sports reporter here in in the state of washington uh following seattle sports i was covering the seattle thunderbirds and their director of communications after a after a oppressor post game came up to me and said, you know, I have a concern about you being here among us. Uh, your questions and your appearance show a certain lack of a certain naivete towards sports in general and particularly hockey. And I'm like, what you know what 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 was it that that showed that i i am naive about the game is what what could that possibly be my questions are you know you can hear my questions on uh, television on some of the pressers not often that different sometimes i will add a, a personal approach i'm a talk show host and so i'm not asking the same rhetorical questions sometimes they're even challenging and i often get that wow that's a good question but You're naive to challenge them. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I felt that that same kind of, ew, ew, you know, not not a learning moment and say, hey, why do you ask these kind of questions? Just making an assumption that, "Eh, you know, nothing about the sport. Why? Is it because I'm five foot five and and uh, don't play professional hockey? And so what do you guys think about Syracuse? This had the same ring to it to me. Well, here's the thing with Jim Beheim. He's deri- he has derided student reporters. This particular reporter was for The Athletic, uh, a well-known national website that has covered his team and covered basketball nationally uh, throughout the whole NCAA uh, for the entire year and, and since the whole since The Athletic has existed. The Athletic is the major website. Okay. That's not how you, that's not how you want to deal with a reporter that represents their college basketball coverage. Well, what you're that saying is, is that this that is, is an ongoing is, problem is, from him, Rich. You're saying it's an ongoing yeah. problem and we've seen this and yet we hadn't uh, in the coach we were just talking about, we do Correct. in this coach, Correct. but we're not seeing him canceled. Let's get someone else's Correct. ideas here. What do you guys think? Correct. Well, I, I, I have not heard an apology of any kind from Jim Beheim over this. Um, correct well, me if Syracuse, I'm wrong Syracuse there. didn't do Syracuse didn't do anything. So apparently, yeah. uh, Jim Beheim so, Jim Beheim can make fun of anybody he wants to. Right. So you know, a few weeks ago, it was it, it was Mike it was Mike Shashevsky, um, and he good he point. took down a he took he took down a, a student reporter, and and he came out a week later and and said, you know, I was wrong to do that, 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 so you have two different approaches. Honestly, if you have a, again, if you have a habit of, of abusing people, verbally abusing people, whether they be the press, whether they be players, whether they be the staff in the building, you know, there need to be consequences for that. Not just if you drop a racially insensitive phrase. Okay. All right. Hot, hot take time though. I'm actually here for some of the, the the sauce that some of the <laughs> there we go there's our <laughs> there's our short people song <laughs> no reason short people got no reason short people got no reason to live <laughs> they got little hands little 
We don't want those short people. Come on. Right. There you go. He found it. All right. <laughs> my, my hot take is I'm actually here for a lot of the, the coach's sass that we get. I mean, there are places and times where it goes over the line, but, you know, a lot of times press goes over the line and they ask questions that are, or they say things Most, like, well, are you just bad at your job? Def, you know, like, yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, and, Josh, so I get definitely. like, Especially okay. the first half of his comment, Whoa. like, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess after 40 years of coaching, I, I should have figured out that we'd be, you know, 22 and two if I did this the way that, that you know, after being, you know, a reporter for two years. You that, know, like, part, I, that, that part of it, yeah. I actually enjoyed. I, uh, I loved that. But you, that's you, great. You, you also, you also are a coach of college kids, which is, which is, I know it's basically a professional league now. I mean, but let's be, if we go back to what, college sports is supposed to be you're also in the business of molding young yeah. men or young women and how you treat people in front of others is part of that training whether you want it to be or not um yeah i if, if they're a bit saucy fine but when you make it personal um on the reporter that's asking questions that's that that crosses the line for me go ahead i would have loved yeah. to have see, seen jim Beheim ask me that question <laughs> I would have loved to have asked him to have had had him ask me that same, very same question. Tell us how you would have responded, Rich. Oh, that's why I'm gonna. That's why I brought that point up because I would have said I would have said you do not have to play basketball to know about basketball fundamentals. I don't have to be an alcoholic to know that alcohol, as an alcoholic, is a a very damaging thing. You can have an educated opinion and not have fully participated in a subject or an activity. That well, you, is you are very right. And um, now that we've presented that in in light of this this whole topic, guys, I think what he said was kind of cute. To be honest, you know, yeah, I, and, well, that's and, what I was saying. Like. Look what, what Mike. He Leach wasn't and, saying like, you Saban suck because you're act. short. You don't play. You don't play, and you're short, and still you schooled me. So it was kind of a sideways praise. Uh, now the the incident, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you, Josh, in a second. The incident that I experienced in Seattle. You know what? Did I walk around offended? No, a, a little. But <laughs> I got over it and realized, you know what? No one asked me not to come anymore. I just go. And, uh, you know, sometimes that makes you have to be better and work harder. And you know what that makes me? Better and harder working. Puts me at Wait, the top of my game. That's okay. And I'm okay with that because it's an educational moment. Not that it was question. okay what he said, but it's an educational moment where I'm concerned. Move on. Yeah. The question I would have raised to the uh, PR person from the Seattle Thunderbirds, what are you doing to make your team more relevant to Seattle sports fans? Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time that I thought about the Seattle Thunderbirds. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this, the Seattle Kraken. Go silver tips. Since they <laughs> uh, announced the fact that the team would exist. Well, there you what go. Has, and you're right. And has, you're right. My response has, to him was, I see a spackling of two or three reporters here. I'm here. You should be really happy that I am. Uh, and he should. And he should. He should Thank you very much. He should, have, he should have been the guy driving the limo to your house <laughs> to pick you up. <laughs> he should have been the one 
driving the limo <laughs> that is also handicapped accessible for rich to to your house <laughs> yes sir yes sir see this See this? It's not a Thunderbird shirt, people. It's a Kraken shirt. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. For those of you watching all over the world, uh, everyone today, and we have a splat splattering of people who will join us who are from outside the region, but all of us have this Northwest tie to the Seattle sports team. So really excited about seeing the Kraken. And July, 20, July 24th expansion draft. July come 24th. On, come Countdown. on. Mark your calendars. But guys, I, I want to switch gears a little bit and move it to the NFL. Joshua, it is time. Give us the official kickoff to the NFL <laughs> countdown. It's like something like 187 days, I think. 188 days, four hours, 23 minutes, and 22 seconds is Ooh. what we're at right now. So that's very. We got a ways like. to go. We got a ways to awesome. go. We're in we do. Long way and right in this now. time, in this time, there's a lot of moving, shaking, pos posturing, uh, positioning, placement, and it's it's kind of interesting. Here's some food for thought. I want to get my expert panel's ideas on from about. 2016 uh, uh for about two years teams there was there were quite a few teams maybe eight that traded up to draft a quarterback in the top 12 right um the since 2018 19 and 20 those two years uh there were only two trades made in the top half of the first round and neither of them were for quarterbacks well now what we're looking at we're looking at uh a bunch of teams that are quarter maybe quarterback poor so we're seeing a lot of weird positioning and a lot of crazy pr vikings announced that they waived uh, ty hayes and um Tra uh, what's his name Trent kirskley they they waived him baker mayfield says he saw a ufo i don't know how that fits in uh jj watt is well well, well you, you missed uh, tom defender. brady saying hey how did you know i've never seen a ufo oh i would love to get to that but uh jj watt that's that's a defender that's not a quarterback let's stick to quarterbacking uh and this was huge russell wilson still being talked about uh he's popping up in in trade speculation, New Orleans Not is being bantered nothing. around. Uh, Jeremy had said on SportsCenter that a source told him that Russell Wilson uh, says that he likes to have an emergent uh, offensive line. And uh, so Chicago is looking pretty good. The Bears want to put their name in. So fake there's news. a lot happening fake, here fake in the quarterback news. field. Chicago Bears are terrible. Matt Nagy is not a pro coach. So let's yeah. let's yeah. Uh, get but rid guys, of that. Guys, all of these things. I mean, from the Vikings to uh, to Russell Wilson to all of these other talks, quarterback the quarterback position in twenty twenty one is kind of looking uh, as interesting as as you know, like a soap opera drama right now. Well, as the pigskin turns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard a. I heard if you want to talk about rumors, let's talk about this example. Uh, someone on uh, national radio who shall remain nameless um, said that the Washington football team 
should go after Russell Wilson and plug him in at quarterback to go along with their stellar defensive line. That's, yeah, every, yeah there's all kinds of talk out there. Oh, guys. there's all kinds. Yeah. There's all kinds of talk. It's getting kind of weird out there. Uh, Josh, you made reference to something. Now, Baker Mayfield was talking about seeing a UFO the other night. And just to give some background to what you were saying, uh, Colin Coward, uh, did I say his name wrong? Oops. He criticized Mayfield. He said, uh, he said that he would prefer... Uh, all of the qualities of a quarterback, of all the all of the preferred qualities, their arm, good snap, are you mobile? He said, of all of those qualities, the ability to see a UFO in the offseason is nowhere on my top 10 qualifications. You know, well, I you know I'd in lo- other words, wait, lo- wait, Rich, hold on, hold on. Let me get to my point and then you can okay. have the floor. Okay. Um, you know, so he's making this point, you know, we want to see you play football. We don't care about any anything else. Why don't we, first point, why don't we care about that where politics are concerned? Thank you very much. But he also said Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Tom Brady never saw aliens. And I would prefer that they don't talk about it. Well, a few hours later, Tom Brady indeed tweeted, how do you know? I've never seen aliens, Colin. So anyway, it, it was kind of a funny and a weird side note. Uh, Colin's making a point. Why aren't we hearing that point where politics is concerned? And why do we care about UFOs on the off field? All right, Rich, well, he, you're biting. He has a beef because he doesn't like his backwards hat. Well, I would retort to Colin Cowherd. Why should we care about your show? Why should we care about your opinion? If we don't care, if you ask the question, why should we care about UFOs? Why should we care about your opinion about sports? Just because you are on Fox Sports 1 doesn't make you a professional broadcaster. And how He's tall a- are you anyway? <laughs> well, uh, it- another that's another good point. <laughs> how tall are you? What why are you why are you in a why are you an authority? You say you don't want the want Baker Mayfield's opinion about UFOs. Why should we care about your opinion about sports? And here's the thing. Well, it's if because you don't he's the want... primary mouthpiece for Mark Rogers. That's why. He's, uh, has <laughs> if you with don't. The regular to get his opinions. Mark if you don't Rogers want his opinion. A, don't listen to mouthpiece. it. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. What'd you say? Mark Rogers doesn't need a mouthpiece. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> no, just... but when they want to say it's Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson's camp, it, you can be sure Colin Cowherd is going to be one of the primary outlets for <laughs> what they're saying and what Mark Rogers Ru- wants to get out. Russell, there. The only camp that Russell Wilson is interested in is him camping out in his multiple homes. So let's yeah. let's just get away okay, so, from um, anyone. So anyone. Brent? Um, guys, that's, that kind of leads me to, you know, this Russell Wilson is popping up almost on a daily basis with all of these trade talks. And I, I like that people are talking about him because he's been under-recognized. But is he get, is, what's happening here? Is it is it really Team Russ or is it Team Russiera? Uh, are they tired of oh, Seattle? Are they too big for oh, the casual no. feeling Northwest? Do they want out of the stadium that used to be CenturyLink but is now referred to the Lou? Do they want to just not get flushed down with the Lou? I mean... <laughs> 
What, what, what's rest, going on here? Off-season off season rest has always been a different bird than in-season rest. He's, okay. Exactly. You know, if you look back over the years, every year there's been something that makes you go, what? Like the pregnancy pictures with Sierra that one year that come to mind. But um, I think in, in the bigger picture, I think what's happening is the NFL players have seen what's happened in the NBA where the drama has almost become as big as the game. And this all this stuff going on. Here we are a month and a half after the Super Bowl. We've got the NCAA tournament coming up. We've got spring training going on. Soccer's about to start. And what's everybody talking about? The NFL. And some of that is because of the size of the NFL. But some of that is that they're throwing all this stuff out there that gets people talking. I mean, we've only heard Russell himself talk like twice in some pretty... I mean, yeah, there's some exp- uh, some frustration expressed, but n- he didn't. He wasn't dropping vocal and, nukes anywhere. And, and that's and the yet, point. The whole thing, everything is just exploded around him. And I think he's happy good to let that point. go on. Ooh, good but, point. And, this is and why you watch shows I like make. this. This is not go coming ahead. from Russell. This is it's all conjecture from from different so-called experts. And so uh, I, I completely agree with you, Brent, uh, on on all points because I. I don't think Russell minds it at all. I mean, he knows where he's going to be, and I think it's going to be in Seattle. It's going to be in Seattle. This is all much ado about nothing. I mean, look at the list of teams that he put out there. The Saints are millions over the cap. There's absolutely no possibility. The Bears are one of the worst franchises in the NFL right now with a a head coach and a GM likely on their way out the door. What's he going to do? Go to a bad team with a decent O-line and then get a new Matt Nagy can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah, And the franchise is awful. They're not going to get the good pieces around him. And the, what the, the Cowboys they're dealing with, if they can keep Dak Prescott, who's not under contract. So they'd have to, what are they going to try to sign him to a contract and convince him to get a trade to Seattle instead of testing the free market? Oh, Josh, you missed it. Uh, Dak Prescott now wants Patrick Mahomes money. So, I mean, the Super Bowl, the super soap (laughs) opera that is the Dallas Cowboys continues jerry jerry jones hasn't smelled the super bowl in about 25 years and he's not going to and russ is not going to get back to a super back with the super bowl (laughs) so it's just more the The raiders they're going to trade us Derek carr and and some bad picks for for russell wilson i mean there's nothing that gives the seahawks what they want there's no team that gives russell wilson really what he wants in those four lists. He's not going anywhere. This is all posturing and this is all Mark Rogers stirring things up to see what he can get for his client. This is it's, it's much ado about nothing. Come opening day. Russell Wilson is a Seahawk. There's not no if ands or buts about that. He was part of hiring Shane Waldron, our new offensive coordinator. He, he has that in the bag. He was part of that. He wants that. There's no, this is all nothing. It's a discussion about nothing that's going to happen. Much ado about nothing. And what's the phrase, guys? What's the phrase as the as the pigster as the pig skin spins? Is that it or turns? You know, it's (laughs) as the big skin turns. That's there you go. Okay, guys, let's go to real soccer. Let's go to real football, Michelle. Yeah, oh, real football. All right. So yeah, we talked a little bit uh, about the Lou, which is now Lumen Field. Used to be CenturyLink Field. I mean, what a name! Really, the Lou. 
the loo. Eh. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one yet. That's yeah. Hilarious. Oh, come on. You know, just like you know the Krakens uh, playing over yeah, there the at house. Seattle Center. Yeah. It's going to be the, the crack, crack house. house. Seattle the crack is, house, is going down. That's a lot yeah. better name than climate change arena or whatever. Yeah, no I know. I would call it climate change climate. arena. No one is going to say that. That is just it's folly. <laughs> the crack it's house. The crack house. It's yeah. the crack house. All I'm right. sorry, guys, but let's move from the field to the pitch, which, by the way, just is the same field. They just, you know, repaint it. So uh, Seattle Sounders announced yesterday that they are signing. This is big, guys. Uh, forward Freddie Montero. He was like, what wasn't he like golden boot uh, the first three MLS seasons with, with the Sounders? He recently 60 played. 60 goals. 60 goals. He recently show. played with the White Cats. So is he like 40 years old now? He's hey. the he's he's been one of the biggest forces in my humble opinion on the Vancouver side of the border here in the Northwest. I'm kind of interested about in what's going on why why we're bringing him back what does that mean with like Raul Ruidiaz um he's been having green card issues the guy is a covid freaking factory he's had it what twice and then we have the big injury to our loaned out sounder Jordan Morris so where uh major league soccer is concerned in this corner of the world hello Seattle uh what does the addition of Freddie Montero mean Garrick and and why why are we doing this and you know do, do we just love our old players we want to just have an old homecoming week what's going on well I definitely feel like uh the injury to Jordan Morris was the biggest reason for the signing of Montero because um you know uh, with, without with Morris still in the game I mean there's no need for for Montero and it's just interesting in terms of stylistically um, Montero is, is not, um, I don't see how he fits into the chemistry right now, uh, of the club. Um, uh, but clearly Co coach Schmetzer knows and understands, um, what is going on and, and he would not have been signed without, uh, good, good advice, good counsel. I just got a visitor from my grand puppy, um, <laughs> Sorry, Wookiee of the Year, you have some competition for cutest. You know, dog. we can say every week this Sports Time Out podcast goes to the dogs. Always going to the dogs, guys. That's all right. I'm confident mine's cuter, so it's fine. Ooh. A lot of people don't want it to go. And now to that's cues, our face-off topic, guys. Everything you need to pack into the weekend in one oh, podcast. What was that? That was supposed to be face-offs. I don't know what's going on here. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. Well, it's it's going the weekend, to the dogs. Yeah. I don't know, but... We can uh, play that song. <laughs> Working for the weekend. We are going to the weekend. And as we do, we're taking sports with us, talking Major League Soccer. So um, we're looking for Sounders, by the way, uh, this week at Starfire Sports, uh, just south of the former area of Seattle. Um, they're going to be starting preseason. MLS regular season is scheduled to open the weekend of April 17th. So we are on the way. Got my sports hat on. Oh, my, my, you know. And if I'm going to do this, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a girl. I'm doing it girl style. So, yeah, she has a bow. Sporting the colors. It's okay. This is how it goes down in sports in my house. Um, what are we looking at for MLS, fellas? Talk to me. Bring it. Well, Portland has made a lot of moves, and they look pretty, and they look good. It's going to be yeah, a, cha it's gonna be a challenge. 
We don't. Well, I don't care about Portland either, but I gotta. But I gotta recognize they're making some moves. Doesn't mean that I care about it, but they're gonna be. They're gonna be. They're gonna be challenged in Seattle. Okay, live comments. Live comments here. Uh, Montero is there to cover summer absences and possible two forward uh, lineup. So, Good point. Yes, I thought so. That's why I read it. Mm. All right. So I'm, but I'm looking forward to uh, Major League Soccer. I am looking forward to another Sounders year. Uh, we've got some some teams that are entertaining to watch. Uh, well, let's see how this plays out, and let's see if we actually get to have fans in the stands for most of our our places. Are we going to have to travel to Florida and uh, Texas in order to go and see a game, guys? Uh, well, I'm Texas, pretty sure we're going to have yeah. we're going to have fans in the stadium. I mean, I already look at what spring training is doing for the Mar- or for Mariners and everyone down in Arizona and the other cactus leagues and spring leagues is they're they're having fans in the stand at a limited capacity, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20% typically capacity for those stadiums still lets thousands of fans go. And I imagine as things progress, we'll let more and more people go in. So I'm confident we're going to have fans in the stands. It's just the question of how many. I said the Sounders have uh, 50% capacity by the time the season starts. I don't know, guys. I don't think our state leaders want to give up that control. I I really don't think they do. We haven't seen a lot of movement. Um, You're looking at less than two months. You think all of a sudden uh, are the the, – Governor Jay Idsley, the governor of the state of Washington, is also all of a sudden going to say, yeah, let's just open up because, you know, that's a lot of control to give up. It depends and- on well, what the president then, says. When the president yeah. spoke about the schools, all of a sudden, Jay Inslee, oh, we got to open our schools. So exactly. If exactly. the president says something, Inslee will follow. Yeah. Well, and there's going to be more pressure coming on. We'll see how Texas fares. They just completely opened up everything. Uh, they said we're just we're just opening everything up, no restrictions at all, and we'll see how that fares for them. I Let's think see. Actually, I want to get to we... some comments from uh, f- from our live listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. Two things: one, a question ask about coaching changes. Uh, I'm sure not just with the Sounders, but the positioning oh, throughout throughout uh, well throughout all sports, of course, but in all of uh, Major League Soccer. And a comment that says, "Yeah, Seattle Mayor's not going to allow fans." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Forget forget the the uh, governor. Uh, what about the city of Seattle? If we want to see sports, we might have to you know, start seeing the instead of the Seattle Seahawks, the uh, Vancouver Washington Seahawks or something. I don't know. <laughs> so thoughts on coaching too, guys. Well, my big thing with coaching this last week was actually a move the Seahawks made. They made a couple of oh, moves, okay. moving Football. some people around for special teams and the like. Uh, but the big one a lot of people will probably like is the new defensive quality control coach who is someone you may recognize, Deshaun Shedd, former yeah. defensive back for the Seahawks, is coming back in a coaching role, which is that's something I'm really excited about. He was a really cool guy, played really well for the Seahawks, did well for us in his time here. So I'm excited to see him back in the building. So that's that's like my it. two cents on, on coaching. All right, right guys, now. we're gonna uh we we have some time constraints for some of our roundtable folks today. So uh one other thing I wanted to get to we're in Seattle and the Seattle Storm, uh, which is the force to be reckoned with in with the WNBA. They have a brand new logo. Uh, it 
looks all right. It's fine. And uh, they said they're using a font that is more futuristic because we're such a forward-thinking city. I'm not sure that I agree with that. <laughs> I'd like to just be uh, f like, and this is what I want to tie it back into with both soccer and what's happening in the world around us, the debate between Ibrahimovic and LeBron James talking uh, about, you know, do what you're good at and keep the politics out of it. Um, that's, that's a big deal, but we're not seeing it going anywhere. And I wanted to play uh, something for you guys that... Uh, well, I think it kind of speaks for itself um, on this very debate. Take a listen. We're talking about a man who went back to his home community in Akron, Ohio, and opened the I Promise School that he mentioned, that caters to 300 uh, kids from, from uh, the, the lower socioeconomic status, providing for them uh, unemployment for their parents. So I can sit here and... and just as easily point out in my mind that I think LeBron is a far better man, a far better advocate for the black community, uh, a, a far better philanthropist, a, a far better uh, standard bearer for, for equality than he is a basketballer. All right, so that's the point that, that bit was made on ESPN. And, you know, there's a point that, yeah, it's uh, LeBron James does a wonderful job in his, if you will, yeah. politics. But does it have to be married on the field? LeBron James, 90% of the time, keeps it off the field and does it in his real life. Good for you. We've talked about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson does astounding things in the community. He always works with the kids at hospitalized at Children's Hospital. These are things that we know of, and it makes a statement. Does it have to be on the field uh garrick i want to hear from you you've been kind of quiet today jet lag <laughs> no well you know i think for those listeners who have been with us for a while you know my song and dance it, it is let's let sports be sports and then if you're gonna have something to say then say it off the field and and let your sports speak for themselves. Sports is the one thing, as you said in the beginning of the show, Michelle, that has the potential to unify us. And you bring in politics and all of a sudden you have division. And and especially when franchise clubs, organizations are selective in this. If you're going to allow it. Yes. OK, allow it, but allow it across the board so so that it's completely unfiltered so that players can say what they want and they can express how they feel. I prefer to keep it off, but if you're going to allow it, then love allow it. it for everyone for whatever you want to say. I love it, Garrick. Uh, I'll tell you what, if we're going to have Black Lives Matter on on jerseys, kits, or warm-up gear, I want to have Jesus died for all lives on my jersey kit or gear. Guys, uh, because of time, we need to take it to our final shot. I'm going to go real quick first and just say that led up to my final shot. Final uh, shot. There you go. My final shot uh, really goes to Ibrahimovic and LeBron James. LeBron James for trying to do good in his community and Ibrahimovic for standing up and saying, come on, guys, enough is enough. Let's just play the game. So uh, let's go ahead and take it to Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. 
Encyclopedia Rich. Final Encyclopedia. shot. Final shot. Final shot. If we're, go- if we're going to hold people to a standard, let's make sure that we hold all people to the same standard. And if we are going to forgive people for mistakes, let's make sure that we forgive all people for mis- honest mistakes and have grace. I just love you, Rich. You just brought it home. All right. Let us go to the author of the spectacular book available right now. Please pick it up. You will not be sorry. It is an amazing read. It is so entertaining. I won't entertaining. be sorry either. And, no, and he won't be sorry. Brent. Yeah. Author, photographer, Brent R. Baker. What a man, what a man, what a man. That's Final pretty shot. chilling. I love it. Um, high school sports in Washington are back <clears throat> after a full year. So we've had, if you're not in Washington, you probably don't, you probably won't get this, but we have our high school football, cross country, soccer, volleyball, fall sports started up a week ago <laughs> and it's, our seasons are going to be all, Better late all than messed ever. up. All messed up, but the kids are back. Some of them have been working out. Some of them haven't done anything for a year, but it's just <laughs> been great, uh, including some of their coaches like me. Um, it's just been great to be outside and 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 just seeing them start to to like emerge from this dark cloud that we've been under for a long time. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Garrick Pang, everyone. Get ready to get paying. Get ready to get paying. Well, I'm giving mine right right here to Seattle Sounders. Um, this one's going to go to Freddie Montero. Welcome back, Freddie. Um, and as a, an older soccer player myself, um, never count them out just because they're uh, a little bit longer in the tooth. Um, whenever uh, Freddie came on the pitch when we were playing against him, I was always nervous. And so right? yeah. um, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see him back in our in our rave green again and um, hope that he'll be able to contribute with some some great goals dude in the last in the last maybe three years up until last year uh, at every game we played the white caps i was there on the sidelines i was there just at the edge of the pitch watching it and i had that same feeling uh joshua mcmillan wookie of the year josh mcmillan Final Maybe you shot. need to record some some better Wookie sound. Well, they weren't original. Go ahead and Wookie us, Josh. You, know, you can get us later. Anyway, my final <laughs> shot. And next week, by the way, I expect we spend a little bit more time talking about baseball now that we're in spring training and what we're going to look like in this season. I'm really excited about this. But for now, I want to share a little highlight from one of our games here with our starting pitcher, Chris Flexen, who I am very excited about. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, watch watch this play right here. Flexen ready the windup and again the three two to Robert swing and a line drive caught by Flexen got the glove up. In wow! The if that's Flexen. not one of the highlights of the year, here I'll do it one more time. Watch him catch this ball. There you go. That, that happened so fast. I, I it took me a minute to realize what I saw. 
<laughs> yeah, that ball, he threw it 93 miles per hour. It came back at him at 101 miles per hour, flexing, flexing his reflexins to get that <laughs> ball out there and get that out. Uh, showed really well for us, and I'm really excited what the Mariners are going to bring to the table this year, especially with that pitching staff that they have. I think they have potential to really, really push on some things, and they are doing what they said they would a couple of times. A credit to Jerry Depoto when he said, we are going to be ascending as the rest of our division is descending, and that's exactly what's happening. Excited for this year. And So, Josh, you noticed you were a little late, and but Jared Kelnick was on deck. There. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Jared Kelnick. We'll, we'll, that's a discussion to be had. I got I got some things to say about that one. But we'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. There you go. Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for being part of the fun today. Uh, if you are watching, man, these guys are amazing, both in this roundtable and in real life. They all, uh, uh, along with me, are living to find the God story and live out that God story and share that God story with a world that is confused, hurting, and, and and there is really something deeper. So if you're curious about that God story, go to mymichellelive.com, uh, email me. Any of these guys would love to talk to you about it. And uh, guys, God bless you. Oh, Garrick? Did Rich give his final shot? Yes, I did. He was first. He was first. Oh, that's I was first. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm glad he made such an impact on the show. Sure right. For more fun, go to mymichellelive.com. <laughs>